Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from the commemoration of all the faithful departed, also known as All Souls Day. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the just are in the hand of God, and no torment shall touch them. They seemed in the view of the foolish to be dead, and their passing away was thought an affliction, and their going forth from us utter destruction, but they are in peace. For if before men indeed they be punished, yet is their hope full of immortality. Chastised a little, they shall be greatly blessed, because God tried them and found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace he proved them, and as sacrificial offerings he took them to himself. In the time of their visitation they shall shine, and shall dart about as sparks through stubble. They shall judge nations and rule over peoples, and the Lord shall be their king forever. Those who trust in him shall understand truth, and the faithful shall abide with him in love, because grace and mercy are with his holy ones, and his care is with his elect. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side, with your rod and your staff that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. For if we have grown into union with him through a death like his, we shall also be united with him in the resurrection. We know that our old self was crucified with him, so that our sinful body might be done away with that we might no longer be in slavery to sin. For a dead person has been absolved from sin. If then we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ, raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has power over him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me, because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. 
the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This falls into the category of mostly useless Catholic trivia. Here's the question. What are the only two days of the liturgical year with three or more distinctive proper masses? That is, masses with different antiphons, opening prayers, offertory prayers, and closing prayers. The answer? One is Christmas with four distinct mass formulas. And the second is today, All Souls Day, with three separate mass formulas. So it seems as though the church anticipates that on these two days in particular, the priest will offer several masses. Most other days have only one set of prayers, although there are several with different prayers for a vigil mass and the mass of the day, such as Easter and Pentecost, for example. But only these two days, Christmas and All Souls Day, have three or more mass formulas. And why is that? Well, the truth is, I have no idea. But my manufactured, made-up, but nevertheless brilliant explanation is this. Christmas is, in a way, the beginning of the Paschal Mystery. All Souls Day, on the other hand, is uh, speaks almost of the goal or the fulfillment of that mystery. So, at the beginning of the mystery, we joyfully celebrate the day that the Word was made flesh to save sinners. And we, uh, on at the end of the, the Paschal Mystery, we solemn, solemnly celebrate the reason that he did it for those faithful souls who, in human weakness, have sinned. But through the intercession of the eternal High Priest, Jesus Christ, and our own prayerful assistance, we pray that those same souls enter into the presence of the Almighty forever. We know that many cultures go to great lengths to honor their ancestors, their deceased loved ones, either in a religious way or in a secular sense. Even we, in relatively irreverent Western culture, preserve pictures of our deceased relatives. We wistfully discover our memories, uh, discuss our memories of them. We maintain beautiful cemeteries to protect and honor the remains of our dead. But the truth is, for the most part, we give the dead little thought, kind of out of sight, out of mind. We, we act like, I mean, we act like they're, well, we act like they're dead. But, but, but that's just it. They're not dead. They're very much alive, and they're still part of our lives. We count on their prayers, and on this day especially, All Souls Day, we remember that they still count on our prayers too. I know we'd all prefer to think that, that when someone dies, that, that person's going to go directly to heaven, especially if it's somebody that we love. But that's not what we believe as Catholics. And that's not because we don't think God is merciful or we do think he's mean or vengeful, but we know that God is also just. We believe that that there is a period of transition between the imperfection and the, the sinfulness of our lives in this world and the perfection that is and must exist in heaven. That state of purification or purgation that we call purgatory is, is sort of like a dressing room for uh, the deceased person, where any remaining imperfections and blemishes are removed and the person is made ready for the beauty and the perfection of heaven. So our work and our need for assistance doesn't end with our last earthly uh, breath. Our time on earth is really just a moment, uh, a blip in time, really, in our eternal existence. You know, it seems like when someone dies, inevitably we have some regrets that maybe we didn't do more for them. You know, we didn't visit them enough or we were nice enough to them or we didn't call them as often as we should have. 
and and we so we think well you know i wish i would have i've done you know more for that person well all souls day is our chance to make that better by praying for that person we can we can you know make their time in in purgatory a little bit shorter and you know get them to heaven that much faster and by the way you don't have to wait until november 2nd to do this during every mass as a matter of fact in the eucharistic prayer we pray for the faithful departed. We do it at the general intercessions uh, also as well. And and how often, even though we do it every day at Mass, how often do you intentionally join or think about joining in that prayer? You really should take a moment every day and at every Mass to pray for the souls of the dead and to ask them to pray for you. And Do that every day until the day when you see them again. And what a wonderful day that will be. Have a great day.